Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And this is the show where we keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. This show is always brought to you by my friends over at Ecamm. And you can find all about um, more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. It's what we use to produce this show. Uh, I do it for all my clients. It is an amazing program. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the cool stuff they have done in, uh, this year um, a little bit later in the show. But make sure you guys check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And... I'm here once again with one of my favorite uh, guys in the whole world. I wish we didn't have all this water in between us, but today <laughs> I'm joined by my pal Ian Anderson Gray, and we're going to be talking all about live video for 20, 20, 2022. It's so hard to say. I can't even say it. Uh, if you don't know who Ian is, he is the founder of the Confident Live Marketing Academy and is the host of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. He helps entrepreneurs to level up their impact, authority, and profits by using live video confidently. He's the founder of Serious Social, a blog focused on live video and social media tools. He's an international speaker, trainer, teacher, and consultant. He has the passion for making the techno babble of live video and social media marketing easy to understand. He's also a geek, a husband, dad to two kids, and he's also, if you didn't know this, a professional singer and lives in near Manchester in the UK. Ian, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Jeff. As you as you quite rightly said, that water in between us is is annoying. But hopefully, oh, yeah. in twenty twenty two, we will meet. That's in right. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping hope, it's going to happen. I'm hoping it's. Uh, I just wanted. I want to see you again, my friend. It'd, it'd be great to hang out once again. But uh, if you guys have, you know, I mentioned that Ian is a singer. You got to check out his reels and his. Are you on TikTok? Or are you just reels, Ian? I, I do. T- I I kind of reluctantly do TikTok. Right. <laughs> But, but yeah, reels okay. on TikTok. Yeah, so his his stuff that he does over there is funny. He's using his musical talent. Um, they're quirky. They're cool. If you haven't watched them, you got to go check them out because they're really really cool. So anyway, um, so we are going to be talking today all about live video. So let's talk about some live video trends that we saw come up on uh, during this past year. So. Um, I'm going to give you guys some stats, and I pulled this from our friends over at Restream. They've got a great article about this, but uh, they've got some really cool um, data that they pulled together. So first one, viewer habits are changing, and traditional television 
is still declining in popularity, and it's done this for the last couple of years. But the average uh, time that adults 18 and older spend on live and what we call time shifting, you know, DVR, you know, saving this stuff on your hard drive, it's decreased by 13% between the quarter th- uh, three of 2018 and quarter three of 20, uh, 2020. So it's really starting to decline. And in fact, it's really funny. I was talking to my dad, who is in his 70s, I think, and he was telling me because I he he I had set him up for you know Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff so he can watch it. He's not watching that stuff anymore. He's watching YouTube more than anything else, which I think is really yeah. funny for the older demographics. He's watching like wood carving videos and stuff on how to do things on on YouTube. So really interesting. And of the five hours and twenty one minutes, that's what the average adult spends watching video <clears throat> each day. We need to go outside, folks. Anyway, twenty nine percent. I've spent uh, is spent watching TV connected to devices like the video on a computer or video focused apps or on the smartphone or a tablet. And, you know, I mentioned my dad, but younger people still aren't watching traditional TV as much. They've got a drop for live and time shifted TV, about 23% among 18 to 34, uh, 34 year olds year over year. And although the 35 to 49 year olds watch double the amount of TV as 18 to 34 year olds, once again, we need to go outside it's been decreasing. So I just, it it blows my mind that people watch an average of 18 hours of online video per week. And that's an increase of two hours per week, year over year. So the daily average is a hundred minutes. That just blows my mind. So that's 25 continuous days of video a year. We're watching 25 days of video a year. My gosh. Anyway. So Ian, I want to know what you think of these stats. Um, because, uh, it's, we're talking about live video, and the the last stat I want to share with you about this, when you compare online video, which is video on demand, and live video, live content generates 27% more minutes of watch time. So that's why you and I are always bullish on live video, because people watch it. So when you see all these stats and hear all this stuff, is does it excite you or does it depress you? What are your thoughts on that? Well, a bit, of, a bit of both, really. Like, I love this comment from, I don't know who it is, it's in a, from a Facebook group. So it says, Facebook user, go outside and listen to a podcast. <laughs> Try <laughs> and, a podcaster, yeah. <laughs> and so that, in a sense, that's kind of the depressing part. I, I do believe, like, we do, we, if we're spending so much time in front of our devices that we, we lose track of reality. And then that kind of brings us on to Mark Zuckerberg's whole metaverse thing, which we can talk mm-hmm. about later. But... I do think this is like a really exciting opportunity for us, for us as business owners, for us marketers. I've, I've not used traditional TV for about 17 years. So I still find it completely, I'm flabbergasted by how many people are still watching traditional TV and are bound to the schedule. So all of this move, this slow moving over to watching YouTube and um, whether it's TikTok or Reels or, or whatever it is, or... I, I think this is this is only going to get the, the the speed of this transition is going to only going to get more and more, and I think this is exciting because yes, it is a crowded space. I think those of us who are producing video content find it hard to get our voices heard, uh, and there is so much stuff out there. But there is a, a, a growing demographic. All, older people are starting to watch more YouTube and this, we, we talk about the the younger generations and TikTok and all that kind of stuff a lot and, that, and quite rightly, but I think we're going to see a lot of more of the older generations 
uh, embracing podcasts and videos and all this kind of content. And that excites me because um, there's just more opportunity for us to grow our communities and grow our audience as we move into 2022. So I don't, I don't know what you think about that, Jeff, but that excites me. So one of the things is, so uh, I want to bring up that comment, um, uh, you know, go outside and listen to a podcast. And I, and I, this, the person said who that was, that is, <laughs> that was my comment. It was Lou Mangello. He's watching. See Lou, what you do when you watch live video, you like that page. And that way your, your avatar shows up. I didn't know if you knew that about live video, but that's what happens. No, Lou, fun, the funny thing, cause we were talking about community and I was actually talking about this, um, we were talking about how, how long live video works and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I was telling Ian, I'll sit there for an hour and a half or however Lou does a show on Wednesday uh, that I I've watched for a long time and it's great. It's and it's community. It's all about community. And I think that is the point. And I think that's why we go back to this demographic of you were saying that a lot more people are watching live video and YouTube video um, because there's a community aspect to it. So I think that is huge. And that's what Lou does so well is you'd think this guy in his, you know, his uh, office has Disney stuff surrounded and Marvel stuff surrounding him. You know, he wouldn't be able to hold an audience for an hour and a half, but he does because he brings in the community and he does it so well. So kudos to you, Lou. Thank you. And Lou's been on the show before. If you ever want to go see some of his episodes, you can go uh, to social media news lives, YouTube channel and go see that. But um, I really think like you're spot on Ian that more and more people are watching uh, the older demographic are, are discovering it because it's easier now than ever because of the smart TVs like dad doesn't mm. have to go and get in YouTube and figure out it, it's already preloaded. He just has an account. I set it up for him and he can just search to his heart's content and watch the videos that interest him. So I think that's really, really uh, interesting. So uh, Gary says he's been watching a lot more YouTube video on my TV versus, uh, you know, <clears throat> regular shows because of the algorithm so good at picking videos that he really likes. So I think that is super important as well because they want to keep you on that site just like TikTok does. And so that algorithm is pretty smart. Um, and Gary and Jim says, as Gary said, the key is the sophistication of the algorithms that reinforce our preferences and the silos that uh, do that. So um, let's see what is, uh, I'm reading all these comments that are going crazy. So um, anyway, um, the other thing I want to talk about is we want, were once again kind of locked in our rooms this past year. And I think that has made a difference on people's viewing habits for sure. There's, you talk about there's Twitch had a huge bump. That's the gaming platform. Uh, more people are watching live video. But I also, I have noticed that it is easier when I bring guests on, especially new guests that haven't been on a show before, they've already pretty much got it figured out. I'm not having the, you know, I yeah. used to have a day where I'd have to come before and we'll get all your tech set up because they were real nervous about being on video. Now, I think more people are than ever before are, even grandma had to learn to FaceTime because she couldn't, you know, go see the kids or whatever. I think more people are becoming more comfortable with live video and you're the confident live coach. So what do you think about that? Do you think that's made a difference Ian? Oh, it's big time. I mean, it's the, these, the social networks live on the, on these platforms like Twitch, you're mentioning Facebook live, YouTube live, Instagram live, they have exploded. And the live video tools like Ecom live, Restream, StreamYard, they have like exploded with the number of new customers they've, that they've had over the last year. And 
it's because there are all these people that have wanted to embrace live video. They've, they've seen you and me and, and other people out there talk about how amazing live video is, but it's just been too scary. The technology has been too scary for them or just getting in front of the camera and they're worried about being judged or looking like an idiot or whatever it is. But when the pandemic came, they had no choice but to embrace it. They had to jump in the deep end. They saw other people doing it. And so they just embraced it. And that's been amazing. And I, I, I'm glad you've seen that with guests on the show, on your show. I've seen the same as well. It's just so much easier. You don't have to spend all this time saying it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, don't worry. <laughs> and to checking the tech and, and everything's been great from that point of view. So I think, I think that's great. And it's a big, bigger opportunity, um, for uh, all those people who were worried about embracing live video, but now are embracing it. And I think that's only going to get better as people, um, gain more and more confidence over the next year. Yeah, totally agree. So, um, Gary has a great, Point two, I want to pull up. He says the pa- platforms have improved a lot too. We used to fiddle with Skype and Wirecast. Oh, I remember those days, Gary. And now we have Ecamm and Restream to make better productions. And we're going to be talking about that in the next section. But yes, that is huge. Um, the other thing is I want to talk about is the lot the the rise of live video shopping in the U.S. Because I think that's another big thing that happened this past year. It had been going on in China. I mean, there is there's a record of somebody sold like ten billion, not billion, ten million dollars worth of merchandise on one of her shows over in China, I believe. And it's and now with the rise of Amazon Live, which we are there right now. And I want to do a shout out to uh, Karinder is there, and also Randall. He always shows up over there on Amazon Live. They're watching over there. So I think this is huge, and I see these other platforms. So like Pinterest and Instagram and all these competing networks are going to get into this live shopping um, thing that that's been going on. So I think that's going to be huge. I know you've kind of played with it as well. We go there every, um, every week when we do our show as a destination, because we find value in there and uh, people are checking out the equipment we're using. Like you and I both are using the Heil PR 40. They can see it on the screen and it's there right below us in the uh, carousel, if you're over on Amazon line, you can check that out and, and purchase it. I mean, it's, it's just very, very cool how easy now these tools are, and they're only going to get better. I, I think in this next year, one of the things that really stinks right now, I'm running it on my, because you have to start it and then run it on your phone, or I'm using an iPad. I can't pull comments over into Ecamm like I can do with all the other channels, which I think in this next year, we will see more integration and the API open up a little bit on that, but it's huge. I mean, this live shopping thing Mm. is not going away. And I think if you have a product that you have got to look at this and consider live video, because you're going to be left in the dust if you're not. Thoughts, Ian? Oh yeah, totally. Like Amazon is going to be is definitely something that I'm going to be investing a lot in, in quarter one next year. I have seen so much potential uh, with it. Uh, and it's, uh, I know a lot of people are making a good deal of money from it. Uh, as a, if you've got a show and you've got 
uh, stuff that you want to talk about. For example, I mean, I could just like hold this up here, which is a another microphone which I haven't opened, a Q2, Q9U, oh, and you talk about tools. that. Yeah, this is all ready for like um, next year when I'm going to be doing a lot more Amazon Live. But it's not just Amazon. I mean, YouTube have talked about this. Uh, they've got uh, sh live shopping, Facebook, uh, I think Instagram. I think I haven't heard anything from LinkedIn. Well, obviously, LinkedIn is completely different platform, but mm -hmm. this is... This is this is the biggie for 2022. I know we'll probably talk about predictions later, yeah. but this is this is the big thing for for next year. Um, in 2021, has Amazon Live has started to become more and more popular. But uh, yeah, it's all the platforms are, are embracing it, and I think this is going to happen with the likes of Netflix and Prime Video because oh, yeah. you're going to watch a movie. And you, I don't know, you like the dress or the, the laptop or whatever it is, the, some object that's on there, and you'll be able to pause it and then click on it and be able to purchase it. I mean, that we haven't got that yet, but I, I, I think that's going to happen in the next couple of years. Oh, I think I didn't think about that, but I totally agree because that's going to be, we already have product placement. You'll see, well, why is that Chevy truck driving through their living room right now yeah. because they're you know it's these product placement things but i think you're right that will be integrated into shopping will be integrated into everything um jim has a good point over on youtube he says that live video equals no video editing plus uploading codec hassles I think that's one of the things that's so appealing about shopping is you can start your camera and you can talk and it's really if you've watched any of the Amazon live, some of the big ones, it's not sometimes there are super produced ones, but there's also guys in their just their living room opening stuff up and talking about it and, and giving some tips and they are making big time sales. The yeah. same thing, Facebook is having that as well. So I just really think that, um, um, you know, uh, I think this is Lou again. He says as bad as COVID has been, it has forced people of all ages to embrace live video platforms, which shopping, you know, now we have, I could do a QVC show, now, with the power of Ecamm and all the other stuff that I can do, um, I, I just think it's really, really amazing how, you know, we can we can do all this oh, it's, stuff. So it's it's it is amazing. And I, I think that's so true. Uh, who, who was saying that about uh, I can't remember who was talking about, you know, not editing and uh, not having to edit. And I think that's so true, because like if you are a recovering perfectionist like me and like many people, you're trying with, you know, regular pre-recorded videos, you're trying to edit it to death. And with live video, you can't do that. It, this is not going to be perfect. I have already stumbled over my words today. Does it matter? <laughs> no, it does not because this is content that we're creating. Hopefully it's, it's really valuable to you. And this will become, this is not only a live video, this will become pre-recorded video for all you know, for, for the replay in a sense. Right. And it's also a podcast as well. And so, you know, Jeff, you're able to create effectively not, well, not just three pieces of content because you can then repurpose it into other types of things like video snippets as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, it's just so powerful and I love that side of things. Um, yeah. So yeah, a big, 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 big fan of that side of things. So I want to know if you guys in the comments uh, with this live shopping thing, cause I, to be, if I had to put everything out there of the biggest, you know, news that happened last year or things that's a game changer last year, I would say live video shopping is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. They've kind of played with it for years. It was never really easy. Amazon is killing it. It's still kind of like the wild west over there, but um, <laughs> I'm, I know that these other platforms are looking at the viewers they're getting and the sales that they're getting over there. I mean, even with my sales, I'm just shocked about how much stuff that I actually sell for Amazon 
just by going live over there. And so you know that those other platforms want a piece of that. And there are they're desperately trying to, you know, figure this out and get it working. So I think that's the big news in 2022 and it's going to continue to go across there. And if you are a business um, selling a product or a service, I think you really need to really think about how you can integrate with some of these new platforms that are coming out. You know, it may, Amazon may not be the place for you, but uh, look at Instagram. Is that going to be something where you can sell your merch on, or yeah, you can sell your merch on YouTube. Uh, and, you know, I know Lou does that with his stuff. He has not only his show, but he's also got his t-shirts that people can buy to support him because they're a part of the community. So all of this stuff is going to mingle together. And I know it seems overwhelming, but uh, you just take one piece at a time and kind of move forward. Like, okay, I'm going to try out YouTube. I'm going to try out some sales, see if I can sell some of my products there and just don't try to do everything at once. Just take a piece at a time and move forward in 2022. So with that, I want to talk about our next section, which is some uh, live tools and updates that happened in uh, 2021. I'm going to screw up the, the, uh, <laughs> the dates so bad. I'm so bad at this. So <laughs> Ian, there's a there's some new tools that came out. Of, in fact, uh, one of my favorite tools that we're using right now, uh, Ecam came out with a ton of new um, you know features that they're doing. They you know they added supports for you know the profiles, the the interview thing that they have now is really really well that I can invite you know you on. I had Chad on earlier. He's in the in the in the con in the comments and like Lou. I mean all these people and it's super easy to get people on screen with you and have a conversation like we're having now. They've done screen overlays. They've they actually make this interview they one of the the big features is we can chat between each other. So if you had like more than one person you could say, hey you're gonna get ready to be interviewed. We're gonna bring you on in a second. So all this live producing stuff has, you know, they've really boosted all the features that Ecamm has. So if you haven't tried them out yet, oh my gosh, you need to. You can actually make TikTok videos with it because it lets you record in the vertical format. So it's not just for live video, it's for if you're doing a product demo with your software, you can use Ecamm screen capture, you can, you know, shoot videos for YouTube, all sorts of things in it. Mm -hmm. So it's not just for live video presentations, all that stuff. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. But that was one of the big things you know, last year, their, uh, their big update, which has done awesome features that I, I haven't even done my redesign yet. So I'm just, I'm stoked. What about you? Uh, like other, other, other yeah, tools. tools. I mean, yeah. I, I mean like, well, Ecom live, I, I love what Ecom live have been doing. It's, it's my, my main tool. I use it with restream, but yeah, there's loads of other, other developments. And I knew, I know there are new ones, new tools that are coming out very soon as well in 2022. But in terms of ones that are already out and have added extra things, there's Re Restream have added um, Restream pairs, but they've also added the ability for green stream. So green screen, if I can speak properly. So this is if you're using their Restream studio, you can now use a green screen uh, for to mm -hmm. replace your background. StreamYard already has that, um, but they've got so uh, they've added now business plans. Uh, and then there's also a cool tool called Vividcast, and this is from the guys at New Blue FX, and they do software like Title Alive. They do these really cool like um, animation animations of mm -hmm. lower thirds before, that you can yeah. get on. Yeah, so you can look like your proper like TV station, and they've got this this tool called Vividcast. And it's a live streaming tool, but it also has the ability to add those lower thirds and those graphics. It's all kind of built in in a simpler version to 
likes of Title Alive, which, to be quite honest, was yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. But oh, yeah. Vividcast is cool. seems yeah. like that. I, I'm just keeping my eye out on that one because I think that's going to be exciting in uh, in 2022. It is. I'm getting confused with the dates too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So uh, we got some some great comments here. Uh, this is something I did not see coming, but Chad says he purchases Ian Anderson Gray replica fat head that hangs over his guest toilet during his live shows. So. I don't know if I have that on Amazon. I need to find it. Uh, but uh, Randall, yeah. thank you for jumping over from Amazon. I'm sorry we can't pull up comment, comments, but thank you for watching over on LinkedIn. Mark says, this is why I need to get my live show sorted for 2022. As a video editor, my own stuff never gets published if I have to edit it. I feel your pain, Mark. I'll tell you <laughs> what has changed my life. And this is one of the big tools, I mm. think. And I'm getting ready to put a course out about it, but it's called a script. And that has, and I was, I was a video editor. That's how I started Mark. And I, I, I feel your pain. Descript lets me edit things and chop them up and do things so, so quickly. I use it for my show. I use it for all my client shows. I use it for Guy Kawasaki's uh, Remarkable People podcast and his live show. So I use it for repurposing. It is an amazing, amazing tool. If you haven't checked it out, you need to check out Descript because that is the, the game changer that has changed my workflow uh, the really cool thing about Ecamm is that when I'm done, I have my video file that's automatically saved to my hard drive. And also my um, three, you know, if I have, I usually have three guests because Grace is usually on here. Um, and I usually have three audio files and I just dump those into Audition or whatever and I can edit them really, really quickly. Uh, and, or, or I upload those to Descript and do it that way. So um, Ecamm automatically does that for you. So very, very cool. Check out the script if you haven't yet, because that was a game changer for me. Also, I want to talk about um, the other thing that happened that I thought was uh, for the type of show that I do and Ian does. A lot of times we have guests on our show and it's this new thing by um, Restream. And I know Lou has been on my show before and we've used that. It allows you to allows your guests to use Restream you know, put in all their social channels and it automatically goes out to all of their stuff as well. And I can pull comments, but they don't give me, they don't have to give me the password or any of this weird authorization stuff. They just go in like for Ian, for the show, I sent him a link. He went in and added all his social channels and he was done. And then when I went live, it automatically went live to not only all my pages and social networks, but it went to live to the ones that he authorized as well. So Oh my gosh, you talk about taking your audience and being able to put yourself in front of new people. So if you have guests, and a lot of times, you may not know this, but a lot of my guests are way bigger than I am. And getting them and be able to, to share their audiences is huge. So Restream, if you haven't checked that out, it's called Restream Pairs. It's I think it's on their pro plan, but you can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Restream. Uh, Grace, you know, works for Restream. And so uh, she, she, I got kind of early access, but it is amazing. What are your thoughts, Ian? Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited by Restream Pairs. I've been using it for, for a while now. And it's... Uh, I think what I love about it is the way they've made it so easy. Because the the problem is, I think I think we we take it for granted sometimes with the technology, Jeff. Don't we? You know, we just like fiddle around with it and it just works. But what when you have a guest on your show who's not technically minded, you want this to be really super simple, and it is. So as you just gave me the link, I clicked on it and I was able to uh, schedule it to YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn very, very easily. And I could even change the description. So I just added a few little extra bits just so that uh, people knew 
what this show was about because obviously with this show doesn't normally go out on my channels mm -hmm. uh, and so yeah I, I think it's i think it's really exciting a great way to increase your reach because that has been potentially one of the the, uh, the the problems that some of us have had particularly when it comes to facebook live has been maybe a decline in in reach but with this i'm seeing an increase of reach because across all those different channels now mm -hmm. which is exciting yeah yeah so uh you know if you haven't checked them out make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash restream because yeah they are it's it's really really cool so um and Ecamm as well. So I, I, I've got some great comments from people like uh, Gary was talking when we were talking about shopping said it's a great potential revenue stream for 2022. And Randall is killing it over on Amazon Live. Uh, he does he talks about food and different foods uh, over there. He also does it on LinkedIn. So he and his son are on there a lot. So if you haven't checked out Randall, uh, he does a great job over on Amazon Live. And he, he is he's there quite a bit. So um, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, and Sabrina brought up a great point. She goes, sh uh, shout out to all the people who were at uh, Lou, uh, Lula Row Reps years ago who took the new Facebook Live and did live shopping with their clothes. They were pioneers. I remember that. And then mm. Facebook kind of went after them for a while. And I think that was the wrong play, um, if I remember right. But yeah, they were they were doing some cool things about hacking it and doing it in comments and how to bid on stuff. So it was really, really cool. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, Chad says, I know a new tool that's coming out. Yeah, uh, Chad's, Chad's talking about, uh, I think it's the, the. I haven't tested it yet, but isn't it, it's Waves coming out with a new platform too. I wasn't so. I wasn't sure whether we were allowed to talk about it. I've, I've been keeping well, quiet. I'm just, just, he kind of let it out of the bag right there. I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> I'm, I mean, that's kind of, I don't know what else to say about that. So, um, but I'm sure he'll talk about that more later. Uh, but and Gary says he loves that Ecamm allows you to break out individual audio files, makes for better podcasts. And it's, yes, that is amazing. Uh, that's really, really handy um, because especially if you have like sound effects or something, that's actually a different channel. And you, if you have a movie file that you play, that's actually broken out as well. So you don't, a lot of times for a podcast, you don't want to play like I play a commercial here at the end of Ecamm and I usually don't include that audio in my podcast. And so I don't have to even bring it in when I start editing. So very very cool. So and you can drop and you can drop it drop those four. So I have four files. I've got my audio, my guest audio, uh, video, and sound effects. And you can drop all four into Descript, and it just separates them all out. And then if your guest has a coughing fit halfway through, which sometimes <laughs> happens, right. you can just you know remove that. Um, and it's just ah, oh, it's just amazing. I love that feature with Ecamm. So um, one of the other things, uh, let's see. This is a great question by Jim. He goes. Um, he goes, Ian, is live video blessed with the danger of having one bad, boring show that loses audience that never returns? Or is it more resilient than that? Basically, he's asking if you lose the trust of your audience, if you have a bad show or something doesn't work or that kind of stuff. What are your mm. thoughts? I think it's a great question. And uh, this is... <sighs> I th I think I think the audience should be more resilient than that, and the the show should be more robust than that. But you might you might lose some people if you're having a particularly boring bad show. Then maybe some people won't come back. What I would say is those people, if if they didn't stick with you, they're probably not your ideal audience. And so I think if if you're continuing to deliver value and you're 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 being real and you're admitting your mistakes when you 
when you make mistakes, then I think you will keep people. One of the things that I want to focus on in 2022 is not just focus on a show like this. This is, I'm going to do a, um, my own show every week, uh, which is, uh, which gets repurposed into a podcast. And I absolutely see the value in that. But I love, for example, what Lou, Lou Mangello does, and he focuses on purely community building shows. And so one of the things that I want to do next year is also focus on that. And then that is, that's a completely different type of thing. It's, it's led not by you. It's led by your community asking questions and getting involved. And so I think, yeah, I don't, don't know whether that answers your question, but I think, uh, it's, for me, it's really about building and growing that community. And that can be done, yes, through valuable content and you know shows like this, but I think it can also be done by you investing in your community as well and making it more about them and not all about you. So that's something that I have always tried to do. Um, uh, and Nancy, great to see you here. Nancy, she is watching over on Facebook. And uh, that's another thing cool about uh, Ecamm. I can see their little avatar and know where they're coming from. Um, but she goes, any communication medium has that possibility. People are busy, won't stick around unless the content creator has built a loyal audience. And one of the things why I love doing this show and why I couldn't go more than one week without doing one is because of the community. Like Sabrina is here, you know, she's even talking to people in the comments going, Hey, talking to Nancy and other people are talking about how great Randall's show is over on Amazon live. And so that's, what's great is the community. And I've always argued, and that's why I love um, Ecamm so much, is that how easy it is to pull up comments on the screen. Like, here's Gary saying, talking to Randall and how great his his brand is over on LinkedIn Live. So being able to pull in comments, my argument is, why do a live show if you're not talking to people and bringing up their comments? Mm. Then just make a, a show by yourself and upload it to YouTube. My thing is that I, I love to do, and, and even when you have um, bad guests or guests that didn't say perform as well as you wanted them to. If you are pulling in comments and, and trying to bring in questions from your audience into the show, people will stick around because they want to be able to ask, like if I have Ian on, like they want to ask that question, like, Hey, like Jim did, like, Hey, is this, what happens when you have a bad guest is people lose, you know, the audience being able to do that, I think is the big way to keep people coming back to your your live show or your broadcast is letting them know that they're going to be part of the show and letting them know that they're going to have their questions asked and hopefully answered does that make sense i guess Ian? it makes perfect sense <laughs> that's and why i do it uh, i because yeah. i don't know what i'm doing but my audience they do they can ask better questions than i i get to ask so but you, um, you, you should never i mean this is one thing that you've always said and i've taken from you and you should never rely totally on your audience for those questions because what if something goes wrong? Like what if it could be that the tech doesn't work and you don't have any live audience or there's something happening in the world. So you, you need to make sure you have those questions in advance, but quite often I'll ditch my questions because my audience <laughs> have better questions. Because, so I think that's great. And, and, and I love, I, some people say to me, I don't know whether you get this too, Jeff, that you can't create, uh, you can't really properly repurpose a live show into a podcast into a pre-record into like a, a, a video for, for evergreen content because it's the, the the comments will get in the way and it will be too distracted i i, I disagree with that because i think you do an amazing job jeff at, at splitting up the show so you will talk about a particular subject and then you'll look at the the comments and and i think you can balance it really really well 
And often the audience will ask a much better question and it's just more fun. And also people listening, to, if you're listening to the podcast now, hopefully this, you, you uh, knowing that this is a live show and listening to the comments will make you want to join the live show sometime and, and be involved. So I think, I, I think it's great. I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think that's why I do. I mean, cause I don't even take, uh, you know, some people say, well, just do the sections and leave out the, the questions you're pulling yeah. in. But a lot of, like you were saying, a lot of times they ask better questions than I do. And a lot of times I'll have a question that I was going to ask and somebody else phrased it way better. <laughs> and so I'll pull in their, their question because I'm like, you know, you know, Nancy asked that, said that way better than I could. And uh, yeah. so I agree, Nancy, she goes, uh, see Jeff, you're building community by showing comments, acknowledging people being kind. I'll be kind to everybody except for Chad who's watching the audience, but <laughs> other than that, no, I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, so <laughs> he goes, uh, people will uh, come back to, even if uh, you suck, happens to me all the time. No, you're, you're a great host, Chad. He was on a couple of weeks ago uh, for doing that. Um, yeah, and so um, Dustin says this too. He goes, doing a live show and not analogy oh, people I. equals the poop emoji. So um, thank you for that, Dustin. <laughs> Always so keeping it so real. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think, I think that's, and community is all about, I think, where we have to go as live video uh, producers. I mean, unless you're streaming games and then you can chat while you're doing games, but that's even community building if you mm. break it down. So uh, I think that's uh, what it really is. The last piece of thing I want to mention uh, that's really, I think is kind of a game changer, at least for me and both of the tools that we mentioned uh, like restream and Ecamm allow you to do this with um, this stream deck. So, be, I would not be able to produce the show if I was just trying. To, I, you could do it with keyboard short, shortcuts, but using the Stream Deck, and if you don't know what it is, it's a programmable interface that you can assign for. You can assign it for if you're doing video editing, all sorts of different things. I actually have two of them side by side. There it is. Ian's got it. I'm going to pull you up full screen there, buddy. So um, his isn't on right now, because it's. but all those, pro, you can change the screens. I can actually see the, in Ecamm, I can see the actual live camera feed being reflected in the, um, in those buttons. And so you know which button to press for which camera. So it is a game changer. I just hit the wrong button on my stream deck because I was so excited about it. But uh, if you haven't checked that out, that's something I think that really, if you're nervous and trying to figure out how to switch cameras and you want to take your live video to the next level, that's when I think that has made a big difference in the past year for me. So anyway, okay. Uh, fine. Let's, Oh, we got some more questions. Sorry. I want to make sure I get those before we go to the next section. Um, let's see. Uh, Mark goes, Jeff and Ian, do you feel that an overproduced highly polished live show is likely to put off an audience off of, uh, rather than engaging them or is it down to manage expectations for the start? Mm. So hopefully you're not saying Mark that mine doesn't look very produced or polished, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think, I think that if you're comparing to like a really produced show, like, I'm, I don't know, Michael Hyatt's or like Luria Petrucci's and you're going, I can't do that. I shouldn't go live. I don't think you should wait. I think you don't have to have all that stuff. I think you upgrade as you're going along. Um, I don't think it goes either way. I mean, mine started pretty mm -hmm. basic back in the day on Google plus, and I've just slowly, done things that I like these moving backgrounds and stuff. I, I just, I, I do it because I want to catch people's eye in the feed and I do a lot of stuff on social media. It depends on your audience. I think, yeah. what are your thoughts on this Ian? Yeah. Well, I, I think you put in the, the nail on the head there and saying you want to catch people's attention in the feed. And I think a professionally produced show 
uh, will do that because, you know, there's a lot of low quality stuff out there. So that's important. But I kind of know where Mark's coming from. I, f- I felt this a little bit um, with Instagram stories, which I know are not live, but I, I went through Instagram stories and I, I found myself skipping through one skipping, you know, skipping over, not not seeing them, and I look back to see what I'd skipped over, and it was the ones that were they were kind of very much like sponsored ads, and they were very snazzy and professionally produced, and I wasn't interested in that. I was more interested in people's lives and and it's something that was a bit more authentic. When it comes to live video, I think you can do both. I think you can produce something that's professional, that's well put together. Uh, but is also showing the real people. I, I I know that you do this, Jeff, you know, and I do this in my show. I try and turn up and just be myself. And that's what people want at the end of the day. I think the professionally produced stuff, the, the good audio is everything, in my opinion. I think if you have really good audio, that's even better. That's more important than the, the video. But ultimately, people want to connect with other human beings. And if you're not being yourself, uh, then that is going to put people off. And and perhaps, Mark, I don't know whether you've seen this, maybe sometimes you've seen professionally produced shows and the person, the host, is kind of hiding behind that professionalism. That's not good. So yes, the, the, so basically what I would say is the professionalism of the show the production value should is only that like the cherry on top. It, it's what makes it even better. But if you're not being yourself, if you're not creating valuable content, then it doesn't matter how much professionalism you put on top of it. It's not going to be a very good show. Yeah, totally agree. Chad has a great comment. He goes, he personally enjoys shows where comments are part of the show frequently. Sometimes when the producer is so focused on making sure the podcast will be okay later, the current audience feels neglected. I believe in repurposing, but not a fan of creating with the repurposing as the goal. Let the show be the show first, but that's just Chad. He also said earlier that he doesn't believe in quality. He enjoys British food. So, I mean, you got to take what Chad says with a grain of salt. But to the point of that is you also have to think, you know, and I think that's true. I think people want to be engaged and I'm with you, Ian, with the podcast stuff. But I, if you notice, like when Ian's talking – I'm switching, I'm hitting buttons, like doing this, bringing up different things, because I'm thinking of the repurposing later, but it doesn't distract from the show, but it also catches people's eye if they're scrolling through something on Facebook or YouTube or something that I'm trying to have some movement to get people to do this. And the reason I do it is because I've tested it and this works better. Um, The other thing is I did not do this when I first started out. I, I, if you guys would see how many buttons I'm pressing and how many s- things I'm doing, that's why I have Grace here a lot of time as the co-host because she'll ask a question and we do this kind of tag teaming thing so I can look ahead in the comments, I can get the titles ready, and so we kind of have this dance that we do during the the live show, and that comes with practice. I mean, I've been doing this for, what, four or five years back in Google Plus days? Mm-hmm. See, there's my Google Plus reference, Dustin. And... Um, <laughs> But I, I, I added stuff on. I did not start doing this level of production until way later. So that's what I want you guys to hear is if you're starting and you're wanting to do this for 2022, you don't have to have all the bells and whistles. You need a camera and a mic. That's it. And then you can go live and you can see results. So just saying. Yeah. Anyway, I hope that encouraged people um, to do that. So uh, <laughs> Dustin goes, deep take, Ian. So there you go. Um and Nancy says, yes, exactly. It takes practice. It does. And Nancy 
uh, does video too, and she's a pro as well. So this next section, as we wrap things up, thank you guys so much for sticking with us uh, this far. As as always, want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsors who we've talked about the entire day today is uh, Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Uh, I used them before they even sponsored the show. I've been a fan of them. Ian and I actually talked in their booth uh, back at Social Media Market World, uh, and we did an interview there, and we, there was an even sponsorship on the horizon. But I love these guys; they're amazing, and they have a great Facebook community as well. So if you haven't checked their community out, the Ecam Fam, make sure you just go to uh, Facebook and do a search for Ecam, and you'll you'll find out where that community is. So do that. So, um, so Chad, because I love what you do, Jeff. I've been a fan since I could only get your show on cassette. Yeah, what about vinyl? Yeah. Eight track, maybe. Um, (laughs) So this last section, I want to talk about live video. What's coming up in 2022? We've teased some things earlier, uh, what we think is going to happen. But I want to give you guys some stats, once again, that I got from Restream's blog. So make sure you guys check that out because I got a ton of great stuff over there. Uh, Streaming increased by 21% globally uh, between quarters in 2020 and 2021. So it's going up. Uh, 44% of live streaming video viewers said they watch less TV as a result of streaming. This is, this is a big one that I think is really, really key. 80% of consumers would rather watch a live video from a brand than read a blog. Let me say that again. 80% of consumers would rather watch a live video from a brand than read a blog. I think that's really, really interesting. And I think why not do, do both? And Ian and I have talked about that before. It's like, we'll take our live video using the script and get that and create a blog post out of that. So why not give them both with the technology we have and the tools that we have now, why not do both? But it's just really fascinating that people would rather watch a video uh, than read a blog. Um, 15% of people ages 18 to 34 watch live stream videos several times per day. They've been watching my daughter. 36% of enterprise streamers say their revenue has increased since they started live streaming their corporate events. That's one of the things that I wanna talk about is hybrid events and a lot of uh, streaming options being offered social media marketing world for the first time ever is doing live stream, uh, real live stream. Like they're showing the people on stage, not just the recording of the, uh, the presenters. So, uh, this is going to be the standard I think moving forward. So Mm. what are your thoughts? It's interesting. The whole thing about people, more people wanting to watch a video rather than read a blog. And I think it kind of depends. Like for me, it depends on the situation. I will probably, first of all, if I'm in a hurry, I'll probably just want to watch a video and I'll just watch one or two minutes. But then when I want to go into more detail, I want to blog. I want, I don't want to kind of like go through a video again. So this is why I think it's so important not just to focus on one format. I think focus on creating valuable content that you can have in a blog format, but also in a video format too. And so one of the things I'm going to be focusing on next year is yes, I'm going to, I want to grow my YouTube channel. I'm going to, I've said to myself, I'm going to commit to one YouTube video, at least one YouTube video every single week, but I want to repurpose that into a blog post because when I look back at actually what has driven the most traffic to my website and it's actually given them the the most uh, impact in terms of my business, I'm afraid to say it's blogging. And I hate that because blogging is hard work. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I think we need a, a combination 
or a, a strategy that encompasses all of those things because some people will love live video some people don't love live video they prefer to listen to a podcast some people prefer to uh, watch uh, a pre-recorded video some people prefer to, to read a blog uh, and so with all of these stats i'm excited about the focus on video and that that excites me because that's the kind of for, that's the format that's the platform that i love to produce but i think we need to be careful and i think we do need to think about the other uh, types as well yeah because you didn't dustin wasn't happy happy about the, the thing he didn't think he thought that hurts a little bit but he also said what people say what they do isn't always the same so i i, I kind of maybe sort of agree uh, um on some of the stats yeah i think a lot of times that's true but i do think just from looking at some behavior that I can see yeah. why people would like to watch a video from a brand than a, read a blog. Maybe specifically for a brand, because a lot of the brand blogs that I've read are really, really boring and way too long. Uh, and so I don't think it's uh, a hit against, because Dustin's a great blogger. Um, I think that uh, now with the technology, just like you were saying, Ian, why not do? We can do all the things relatively yeah. easily. And why don't we give the content to people in the format that they want to consume it in? So. I, I thought what you said is yeah. really pretty important. And I, and I think that the, the two can help each other. So about five years ago, I wrote a blog on how to broadcast to Facebook Live. It has it went insane. It's had over six and a half million page views. And because that did so well, the YouTube video that I produced with it, which was embedded in there, has had loads of views as well. I think it's had like, I don't know, 260,000 or something. It's not, not mega, but for me, with my very small YouTube channel, that was pretty amazing. And so I think creating uh, content, uh, the same content, but on different formats or different mediums, I should say, I think is definitely works. And I think they can help each other. Yeah, totally. So uh, Nancy has a great point. She goes, she embeds some of her videos within the blog post and have it transcribed, and then she rewrites it, rewrites it in blog format. Mm. Which, uh, Nancy, have you tried the script? Because I think you'd like it if you're not. So it's pretty amazing. Um, so let's see. Uh, so uh, Jim goes after fifty minutes. I I feel compelled to buy something. How the heck did that happen? <laughs> so that's what we're oh, going I, for, Jim. No, um, do you know this is so funny, Jeff. Sorry to interrupt, but my my assistant Tonya has, has just emailed me with a screenshot that her daughter took, and it's of us on an Amazon page. She was looking for a camera on Amazon, yeah. and. <laughs> Our, uh, our video is yeah. on it. <laughs> That's what. So, it's so Kim, cool. Kim Garst did the same thing. She was like, "How did I was scrolling through and, and I here's a look. I, you're on there." So that's the amazing thing is you do show up on product pages when we're talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. different things. So yeah, it's very very cool. Um, that's why Randall is so bullish on uh, on a uh, on on Amazon Live. So we're talking about shopping, and I just we talked about it all through this time. I thought that was the biggest thing that happened uh, in the past year. I feel like it's almost getting to the back to the time where when you were in the village market and you had to sit there and hawk your wares trying to get people to buy your stuff. I think that's what it's going to, what's going to happen. And I think that, um, you know, other platforms are getting in the game. Uh, Pinterest has this live TV thing. You know, they they drive so much traffic and sales, especially for Black Friday. You know, we just had, um, I, they have this live TV. It's, it's for select people right now that are kind of doing these shows that are pretty famous already. I have a feeling it's going to open up more in 2022 because Pinterest does not want to lose out to Instagram and other places on live video. And I've also heard rumors that 
Instagram is going to open up its API. So hopefully we'll be eventually able to stream from our desktop to Instagram live, which that will be a big deal. Um, and I have a feeling they're going to do that because they do not want to lose. If, you know, if TikTok's doing live video now, uh, they do not want to lose out to that. And if they could add desktop publishing with, with Instagram live, that would be a big, you know, boon to them. So I think that's going to happen. We'll see. What do you guys think in the comments? Um, let's, I mean, it's, I think it's just going to be a game changer. What are your thoughts, Ian? Anything else that I missed? Uh, I'll have to I'll have to think. Yes, yeah, interesting about the Instagram thing. I'm not so sure. If you'd asked me two years ago, I would be totally for Instagram opening their API and allowing tools like Ecamm and, and Restream to, to broadcast to, to there. But now I'm not so sure because one of the things about Instagram Live is it's a lot more real and authentic and, and raw, I think mm -hmm. is the word. And I think there's something kind of special about that. I mean, to be quite honest, I don't tend to use a lot of live on Instagram, but if we then start to broadcast the same old things to Instagram, I'm not so sure. Anyway, it's, it's something we'll have to have to look at. It's something that I've have wanted to do in the past. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll have to see where I think we definitely need to treat Instagram in a different way. I think we need to think about the platform that we stream to and the audience, the special audience that are on that in a separate way, not just to be just because we can multi-stream doesn't mean we should. And, it, and definitely we shouldn't uh, just do it without thinking. And so that's one of the things I think next year, as we go into next year, is being more intentional with the way we do things. I will be continuing to multi-stream, but I want to do it in a, just a, yeah, just a more thoughtful way, not just going live everywhere because that's kind of what I did in the past. Um, I think live shopping is absolutely going to be the big thing. Everyone is talking about the metaverse and VR and AR and stuff. And, and a lot of people have been talking about AR and VR for, for years and years and years. And I know Mark Zuckerberg is talking about the metaverse, but I don't, I just don't think, I think 2022 is still too early for that. I, I know a lot of people have been buying the Oculus quests. Um, for, they've got those for Christmas. I think as live video creators, we need to be aware of these things. We need to be playing with things. Uh, 360 live video has been around actually for a while, but mm -hmm. so I, I think we need to play with it. We need to be prepared that it will happen in the future, but I don't think 2022 is going to be the year for it. So here's what I think about that. I'm going to push back a little bit about the meta metaverse because I'm an Oculus fan. There are people now, and and I'm coming at it from a, community basis where you can actually have if you were on your oculus and i was on my oculus it would it feels like you're right there with us workspaces is rolled out i've tested that um i think people watching together stuff like a lot of people gather together and watch like the spacex launches in vr where they can gather together and watch cool because they're all nerds anyway we have these things strapped to our faces it's really cool it's a community thing so I think it's going to start evolving in 2022. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to have to worry about as content creators that we've got to figure out and, and produce stuff in the metaverse. I think it's going to move that way in 2022. I think people may start watching our shows and content and YouTube stuff on the Oculus instead of watching it on a desktop or on their phones. If it, if it plays the way that I kind of see it moving, I think uh, AR, which is augmented reality is going to be more widely adopted quicker uh, than, you know, the everyone getting a headset and, and plugging in on Ready Player One kind of thing. But I think it's going to move in that direction. I think where people are going to watch stuff. I watched movies, entire movies on Oculus because 
I couldn't go to a real movie theater. Um, and so I think more people as these are being sold and people are discovering, you, you can't, I can try to explain it to you, but until you put one on your face, you really don't understand. I mean, it's, it's so, it's amazing. So I, we need to do a show on that. So anyway, um, a uh, couple more things I want to talk about before we wrap up. We only have a couple minutes left. Um, short video is going to grow. Ian and I were having a discussion before this, you know, with the rise of TikTok, YouTube shorts, all this stuff. Are our live shows going to have to be shorter? I don't think for community-based shows, like hopefully this one, and I know like Lou's show, which goes a little over an hour and a half sometimes, um, people aren't, it's not going to matter. Um, but getting in new viewers to your show, will you have to create smaller, shorter content? Maybe. I don't know. I do know that storytelling skills are going to be more and more important. Learning how to tell stories in a shorter format like TikTok videos, YouTube shorts, that kind of stuff to get people in the top of the funnel, I think is going to have to happen. Music live streaming is a huge new thing. Twitch is uh, no longer like, I think their biggest channel now is uh, just chatting. And then, then, then there's their music channel, which is really growing fast. Sports streaming. I think our local high school games are being streamed right now. Um, we talked about VR and 4K. And I think live audio is sticking around to uh, Twitter um, audio rooms, uh, spaces and stuff like that, I think are really good. There's, another, uh, I think Mark talked earlier that he's, or some other uh, Ben was talking about how he's still bullish on audio and using that for podcasting and integrating how he can do live video with that as well. I think that's sticking around. Once again, we're talking about people who are consuming content where they feel most comfortable and putting it out in those places. Anything else, Ian, before we wrap things up? I think that's it. I think I can't think of anything else. We've, we've talked about the live shopping, the metaverse, AR, VR, and uh, what else is there? I think, <laughs> I think right. that's it. But uh, no, it's, it's going to be, I, I'm excited about 2022. I think it's a year of transition. Um, I think you're right about, um, about the metaverse and, and VR, VR. I think it's going to be the year when things start to move. It's not going to be the, the big year. I think that will be maybe 2023, but we should start to get ready and start playing with these things. And I still haven't got my Oculus Quest. I did oh, yeah. We should do it because we could watch movies. We could hang out. I know, I know. We could, you well, know. <laughs> anyway, Ian, uh, once again, you're amazing. I want to give uh, a chance for you to tell everybody where they could find out about you, what you do, your courses. You, We've talked about live video. That's your specialty. Where can people find out more about all things Ian Anderson Gray? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, probably the best place is, is my website and my podcast. So that's iag.me or iag.me forward slash podcast. That's the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. And I have a newsletter. So if you go to iag.me forward slash newsletter, you can find out all about all the new stuff that I'm doing. And I have got an accelerator happening next next year, which is called the Confident Live Accelerator. And this is going to help you launch or optimize your uh, live video show and podcast. So I'm very excited about that. It's going to be over five weeks because quite often courses are like a week long or two weeks and that's just not enough time to, to actually get things moving. So that's going to be my big thing next year. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much. Make sure you go check out Ian at IAG.me. Uh, he has helped me out through the years so much. He's got great stuff. If you want to be more confident, if you like, okay, all this stuff that's happening, 
on uh, live video. I need to get a, a, my mind around that. He is the guy. He's got the courses. He's got the stuff. So go check him out at IAG.me. Once again, thank you for everybody who's watching. <laughs> Sabrina goes, I don't know you, but I'm feeling 22. I, I thought, I thought, that's how old I thought you were, Sabrina. That's really strange. Um, but uh, thank you, Randall, for showing up over on LinkedIn. Uh, make sure you guys go check out Randall over on LinkedIn and Amazon Live as well. He has some great stuff. Martin, thank you so much for tuning in as well over at uh, LinkedIn. You guys are awesome. Chad, thank you for all your comments today. It wouldn't be a fun show without you. And with that, we'll, guys, we'll, we'll see you guys next year. Thank you so much. Love all you. Have a great one. Talk to you later. Bye now. Social Media News Live.